Today I'm talking to my son Will on what teenagers wish their parents knew, part two. (laughs) Get ready to take notes. I know I am. Let's do this. Hi, my name is Stephanie Pletka, and I'm here to navigate the messy parts of motherhood. I'm a small-town mom of four who took a parenting blog and wrote a book to help moms find the goodness in the hard places, to chase their dreams, and write their story. So sit tight in the carpool lane. You know what I'm talking about, mamas. Comfortable in those yoga pants, and get ready to be encouraged. This is the Motherhood Mindset with Stephanie Pletka. All right, today I'm talking. This is take two. I'm talking with my son Will. He is so fun loving. He's like real charismatic and outgoing. He's an 18 year old senior graduating high school and headed to college. So he played high school tennis. He's a lifeguard. He loves playing basketball and he's a great friend collector. Sometimes he'll be coming from the gym and he'll say, Hey mom, I've got a couple of friends coming over, but his definition of a couple and mine are different. (laughs) He'll bring like seven home and they're all wanting like grilled cheese sandwiches and pizza. It's crazy, but I love it. So he's child number two of four and he's agreed to give us a few insights and to, you know, help us build stronger relationships with our teens. Who doesn't want that? That is every mother's dream. So I interviewed over 30 moms by Zoom, phone calls, texts, and all the things. And the the thing that kept them up the most at night was I lay in bed and I think, you know, what if my kids, they leave home for college or boot camp or wherever they go to get a job? And they, I didn't build strong enough relationships with them. And they never come back. Woo! So on this podcast today, we're talking about creating strong relationships with our kids, making memories and building a legacy. So, Will, thank you for coming today. No problem. Happy to be here. Oh, this is fun. So, I know that when we traveled the world and your dad was traveling overseas a lot and we had to homeschool to accommodate where we could all be together, the biggest question was, is, are we doing the right thing? Are we going to mess up our kids? And I always laughingly tell you guys that, look, I'll pay for college or counseling, you know, (laughs) you just tell me which one you decide. So today we've kind of gone over some questions and things that we thought maybe would be insightful that teenagers would like parents to know. Oftentimes I'm like, am I messing up my kids? Am I doing the right thing? I love it when we're all together. We have Sunday night game nights and all the things, but I know that at the same time you, you know, have your own friends and you want to, you know, create your own path and And that sort of thing. But sometimes when we'll go on road trips, I'm like, let's go, Will. And you don't want to go because you're a kid that loves, you're a young man that loves to go out and and do and fun and have the parties. And you're just so um, charismatic. You know, people just are drawn to you. But you also have to plug in, you know, kind of go and plug in and read your Kindle, which how many books have you read on your Kindle in the last year? Too many, honestly. It's just a vortex on my free time, but I'd say about 45. 45 books this year. Good Lord. I would say, come on, Will, go on a trip with us, or let's, you know, we're going to go on a camping or something. And you would say, I really need time to myself. And sometimes as I would just take that as personal, like he doesn't want to be with me or. So tell me a little bit about that, what your thoughts are. Well, so we have something called a social battery where 
we can be the funnest people in the world for a limited amount of time. And uh, once that battery is drained a bit, we need to plug back in, like she said earlier, where uh, it just has to be time by herself doing stuff that we like. For me, it's going to my room and reading a book or you know, just sleeping, sleeping as much as I possibly can. And uh, what drains it comes in all kinds of factors. It could be, you know, uh, something stressful like, you know, just going to school or a uh, family dinner or even something more leisurely like uh, playing any sort of video game online on the PS5 uh, with my friends. Stuff like that drains it and it lowers our tolerance for more social activities. So say you catch me uh, at the end of a weekend where I've been in my room reading, uh, you know, as as one does, and you approach me with, uh, hey, do you want to go on a hike or a walk or uh, go to the beach with us? Uh, I'm probably inclined to say yes. That sounds like a good time. You catch me at on a Friday after I've just uh, suffered and slaved through, you know, school uh, and every other social occasion <laughs> that uh, one gets put through, uh, then there's nothing more I'd rather like than uh, just to go to my room. Oh, that's a good point because it's really about how you feel at that moment. It's kind of like asking for a raise when they're letting people off at work, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not a very logical approach. It's like that immediate, instant, visceral reaction we have. It's like it, deep down, do we know yes, do we want to go, or no, do we want to stay home? <laughs> You know, that's a good point, because I know that we went to Colorado once and and all all of us would be like, hey, let's go hiking or let's go, you know, jump off a cliff or something you know, <laughs> into the water. And, you know, the kids is like rope swings the best day of their life. And Will might say, you know, I really don't want to go. And everybody be like, come on, Will. And that probably made him, I don't know, maybe feel like, like, quit harassing me or just let me be or let my no be no or. Right. And he just wanted to lay in the hammock and read. And then when we all came back, we had s'mores and it was just a fun night. And he had, you know, kind of reserved that energy. And he was like telling all the jokes and the stories. And we, it was it was really great. I, yeah. I appreciate you teaching us that your no is no and, and how to, you know, allow you to kind of fill up and charge up when you need to. Right. Let's talk a little bit about... Your phone. So for me, (laughs) (laughs) you're already laughing. Topic. (laughs) (laughs) So for me, it would be like, oh my gosh, these video games. You know, I ask them to take out the. I ask kids to take out the trash, or you know, there's a lot of kids in my house, and and uh, you know, they're sitting there playing video games or watching movies, and it's like, hey, take out the trash. And I've asked a couple of them, and they say, well, in our head, we would say that's a great idea. So do you want more of a solution or an explanation? <laughs> exactly. So, so we'd be like, okay, does anybody hear me? And then you feel like you're nagging. So what would you say to that? How should we approach this? Okay. So I think there's a pretty clear format for this. Uh, if it's not immediate, like you don't have uh, – like the house isn't burning down and we need to get off our phone – then give us a timeline. Give us uh, whether you know it's an hour or to like the end of the day or the end of the week. Uh, just say we have to get it done by a certain point. That way we can um, cool off off of our phone. Uh, you know, separate from it a little bit. Have our like you know twenty minutes, an hour, however long we're going to be on our phone. 
And uh, just don't nag us about uh, uh, getting it done. Like if you say get it – let's say it's 2 p.m. You need me to do the dishes by 9 p.m. Don't check in every half hour uh, telling me to do it. Trust that I'll have it done. Uh, and if I don't, well, that's my fault. Then <laughs> I, I deserve any sort of uh, uh, damage you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> damage. Yeah, so we usually say you have to do tomorrow's dishes. And, of course, the other kids are rooting that you don't actually do the dishes today. <laughs> so you get theirs as well. That is so funny. But, yeah, I can totally understand that where the first thing we want to say is get off your phone or the I'm taking your phone or – I'm going to, you know, some days I was like, I just want to run over those video games with the car. You know, they just, you kids. And oftentimes it's not even about that. It's how we approach and give you a timeline to say, can you do this from this date to this time? Mm-hmm. It's really about that and not the phone itself. Because what does the phone mean to you? What what does it provide for you? It definitely provides like a safe space. It's a world away from our world where... uh we can separate from anything negative or stressful or a- any way that we uh, associate with negative. So because when you go on your phone, you do it because it's entertaining. It's a way to feel good about yourself for socializing, uh, for you know, spreading yourself out there, uh, communicating, uh, so you don't feel like the hermit that maybe your mom's been calling you. <laughs> Who's mom? It's <laughs> a great question. <laughs> oh goodness! But yeah, d- definitely, it, it's a place where you can either maintain, um, you know, neutral or a better feeling. Yeah, so it provides like connection, right, and community. I mean, and I feel that way as well. I, I mean, I'll be in my room and I'm on social media. I mean, I've told my kids like, plug up your phones and do all this stuff. And then they'll come in and be like, hey, mom, good night. <laughs> and there's like a blue glow from under the blanket. <laughs> I'll walk in there. She has her laptop on her lap, phone in hand, TV blaring loud. <laughs> I'm working. I'm working. <laughs> but so are you guys. And I think it's easy to just blame the phone or social media or whatever on those things, the video games. But actually, you guys are, are connecting. So... Maybe there's another way. When I want to discipline you guys or something, I have to think, okay, how will it route us back to creating good conversations? Is it just saying, like, I'm taking away your free your phone and go to your room? Is that going to do it? Or is it going to be like, okay, your punishment is you have to buy your mom a coffee and we're going to ride <laughs> ride down the road <laughs> and you have to say your 10,000 words. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. I think disappointment is your best weapon. I've had my phone uh, taken away, uh, you know, refu- I- I've had the keys, you know, I'm, I'm no longer able to drive for a, a week or two, uh, go to any sort of social event. Uh, and definitely that's annoying, but that more makes me mad at you uh, than mad at myself. And I think that's the best thing you can do is make us upset at ourselves for not doing something. <laughs> like, um, uh, let's say... I refuse to get my C up to a B. Uh, I'm just lazy and you gave me a timeline. You gave me like three weeks to turn in any late work, retake tests, whatever that takes. And uh, I go into your room and you're just like raging mad. You're, you're, you're pissed. You're like <laughs> – you're like 
taken away, uh, dishing out any punishment you feel uh, you are able to dish out. And that just makes me really mad at you. Uh, contrary to if you just act disappointed, like you're better than this. Uh, we raise you to value uh, hard work and effort. And that makes me mad at myself. And that makes me want to be better for yeah. me rather than be better for you. Totally agreed. And I've learned a lot from you on that. It's just to put it on you. So for instance, one of the kids can come home or a kid in general can come home and say like, Hey, I'm dating this girl that maybe it's not approved of. And instead of being like, well, I don't approve of them and you shouldn't be dating them. That probably wants them to make some date, want to date them more. So instead we'll be like, okay, well, you know, you've got to live with the consequences, you know, whatever happens good or bad, that's, that's on you. And we're not going to always be here or be a part of it or even know what's going on unless you tell us. But in general, it's on you. And then you carry that. Yeah. yeah. Parents, if you're listening, the authoritarian approach doesn't work. I mean, the founding fathers valued freedom. So do we. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to you. Here's another one that we all the kids, they're not the same. And so growing up, it would be easy to be like, oh, thank goodness. You know, I figured something out and it's working for two whole weeks. And then you try it on the other kid and it didn't work at all. You might have one kid that's really stubborn and one kid that's very, you know, agreeable. And they're their own discipline. Just knowing that someone's disappointed in them, they just like, (laughs) (laughs) but what would what what are your thoughts on just, you know, Knowing that, understanding that all all kids are custom. Really, there's probably a formula that works for everybody, uh, and I guess you can see it in your own kids uh, when you use it. <laughs> it's uh, just be forgiving. Uh, it, I'm, I'm assuming we're talking about making a mistake here. If they mess up, uh, be forgiving. You know, just shrug it off like it's not the biggest of deals. <laughs> like the world's not going to end. You know, moments from now. When, uh, you know, your your final grade report comes in, you got to see <laughs> whatever it might be, uh, you know, just brush it off the shoulder, say, oh, it's too bad. I know you worked hard for it. And um, uh, not to say you shouldn't, you know, be a little upset with them. I mean, <laughs> a little disappointment, like I said, goes a long way. But uh, definitely just don't. Uh, overreact. Mm, that's a good point. Give them grace. Um, I, I know that you had said uh, a while back uh, it was a grade or something that happened and and uh, you really wanted to like make an A on this and you didn't. And what did your, your favorite teacher, what did he say? Oh, well, that sucks. All right. Well, better look next time. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, okay, you know, you move on. Give yourself grace. You did your best. Just Instead yeah. of drilling down into it, like, why? What, you could have studied harder. You, you were doing yeah. this last week. and Which shows me that I don't need to fear uh, him being upset with me. So I feel more comfortable around him. Which means you're going to have more conversations and open up, right? You don't feel like uh, you're being snapped at and like a turtle putting his head back in the shell. Yeah. I'm not like the president of a Congress hearing. <laughs> Having to mince every word and filter myself as personality comes through conflict. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, Will. I appreciate that. Yeah, because we want our kids to come to us and we want them to be able to tell us when, look, something's going on at school or I'm in trouble or even if they have friends that might be in trouble or there's somebody going through a divorce or a hard time. 
you know, for me, I know that I, I love my kids so much and I know you do too. And we want to create those strong relationships with our kids. We want to build those legacies. So when they leave, they'll come back and they'll bring the babies and they'll bring the in-laws and the, you know, and it's, I just love that. I love my family. I love, I probably thrive on the chaos of like the craziness of the dog barking and the kids running in and then bringing home people from school and, you know, just like yesterday, we had like seven teenagers in our house and we're making pizzas. And yeah, I love that part of it. I mean, you guys bring so much fun and, and joy. And I don't know, there's just so many deeper levels to life when you can share it and them know that they can open up and say like, hey, this is going on. And I mean, the bottom line is be a good listener and don't judge. Yeah, Absolutely. I'd like to clarify that uh, most of what I'm saying, uh, Mom already knows. <laughs> I mean, she she's kind of like the Aristotle of learning how to raise your kids. <laughs> I mean, uh, she's just done a wonderful job. Uh, me talking about like a parent being raging mad. That, that's just like a theoretical mom, not my mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure I've had a few of those in my life, but I do appreciate that. And, and I will pay you later. <laughs> In food, hopefully. <laughs> in food. I tell you, that's that's the biggest thing in it is just uh, knowing that your kids feel loved. Um, they're happy. And, you know, oftentimes we're not the one who makes them happy. Yeah. They have to, you know, create their own happiness. That's not our job. But, um, you know, I love this kid with all my heart. The other night I was talking to one of my kids on the swing. And believe me, I've done so many things wrong. But I've also asked for forgiveness. Um I probably say I'm sorry more than anybody in the family because I should. So the kids are on the swing and we're all talking. And one of them said something and I was like, he goes, Mom, I know, I know it's okay. I know that you are my biggest fan. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, oh, okay, as long as you know I'm your biggest fan, that that's all I need to know. You'll figure it out. It's all good. Well, there's one thing I'd like to just put out there. One of the main lessons in life that I've seen and experienced and have uh, learned to be tried and true is that conflict breeds personality. And if you want your kid to succeed in life, you have to, you know, let him leave the house. Don't clip his wings. Let him soar, so to speak. So, uh, But if you want to uh, see that personality, you have to be understanding. So let them experience the world uh, – so they can, you know, make themselves into a person, right? <laughs> make a man or a woman out of them. And uh, just be understanding, be happy and be loving if you ever want to see that side of them. Wow, that is, that's a great gift right there. And, um, you know, that's true because I know oftentimes us moms, we want to save the world. We want to save you guys from heartache and drama and heartbreak and all the things. It's like that game in the Olympics. What is that called? Um, curling with that granite ball. And then there's like six people that have these, they look like brooms and they're trying to make a way for that granite ball to get to its destination. Mm -hmm. And they're doing all the things possible to sweep it and create like this little perfect little journey for it to get where it's going to. But they always say like a, you're never supposed to help a bird crack its own egg. Right. It, mm-hmm. it needs that strength to come out and be strong and survive. Steve Harvey has this. Uh, he talks about jump, take risk, the value of a, a skinned knee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And a big part of growing up, I believe, is developing socially and, you know, making friends. Uh, that prepares you for the outside world, you know, hopefully. Uh, I'm about to find out when I go to college. Um, but I'm surrounded by other uh, kids who are, are valedictorian. Uh, they've been called up by their parents. They live at home. They, they, they do everything they do at home. And they are the worst socializers. They cannot hold a conversation. Uh, the only way I can really see them succeeding is if they, uh, you know, sprout their buds and they uh, experience more social activities. Because I think how the way the world works is <clears throat> you have to be loud and you have to, you know, assert yourself. And uh, if you want to rise to a higher position in a company or you want to uh, get a girlfriend or, you know, get the balls to, I don't know, maybe uh, propose to your, <laughs> your girlfriend at some point in the future, then they need to be good and they need to know how to handle themselves in a social atmosphere. Yeah, it's like walking up a mountain. I was uh, walking up this local mountain at um, Camelback the other day, and I remember thinking, oh, my God, this is so hard. I'll never make it to the top. But the more I sweat and the more I, I just kept going, I, there was strength in that. And it made me appreciate when I got to the top. No one helped me. No one was going to, you know, air flight me to the top. If I didn't sweat, then I di wasn't doing the work, mm -hmm. you know. And, and all the, the, the people you run into and all the, the pushback you have creates strength, right? Yeah. And had you taken an elevator to the top, would you have seen any of the view? been able to have any conversations with your, you know, hiking mates? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's really about how you got there, not just getting there. I know the entire time I was walking up, there was a lady that was just drinking a coffee and she had like a bedazzled, you know, jacket on. Yeah. And I remember thinking she's probably, she, she, she's not going to go to the top. There's no way. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> because you need all, you need the gear, you need to be ready. You need to fight, be able to fight the fight. And then there were some coming down and it looked like they were training for Kilimanjaro or something. And they had like, oxygen tanks and masks and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, okay, it's just me and my yoga pants and a water bottle. But um, yeah, we have to take the risk. If you fall, you get back up, right? Yeah. Party raising your son, uh, you can call him from risk, but he's still going to experience it. It just depends on whether or not he has a safe space to come back to after a hard day. Yeah, that's true. Man, I have had... So much fun with you. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, assuming. Uh, oh, okay, uh, here, I want to talk about this. The things we have done to create good relationships with our kids. What you have done or what you want to do? Yeah, any of that. Uh, share with the audience, like, any of that. Okay, well, finding a point of commonality is really important, I think. Uh, if you have a shared activity that you both like to do and that you could do together, absolutely jump on that. <laughs> I can't imagine, uh, like, if you don't find something you both have in common, uh, when I'm out in college and I have my own uh, personal life and uh, a life outside of, you know, the home I had, uh, when I call you, what can I say? Can, can I talk about, like, the latest book we both read? Or am I going to be, you know, talking about the weather? Or there has to be something that you can connect with on a deeper level. Yeah, that's a great point. And I know with you guys, you and your dad, oh my gosh, y'all are constantly reading all these books. And if dad's not caught up, you're in there wrestling him. Say, come on, dad, you've got to get caught up with this book. Or um, 
yeah, there's so many things I know with, yeah, if you don't have commonality, it's like, what, what is the point? I mean, <laughs> what do you have to say? So just people who know each other. <laughs> yeah. And we are wanting to establish deep rooted relationships with our kids. So because, look, we've already wiped all the heinies. Right. And we've already <laughs> we've already done all the hard stuff like. Now this is the fruit of our labor. I know. You know, you may have just a few uh, years left, a few months or even weeks. You know, I think about my son is leaving in the fall and how many how many moments I have with him. And I'm going to try to make every one of them count. I, I want him to uh, not feel judgment. You know, I want him to rise to the occasion. And, and, and we've always been creating this like, you know, productive citizen along the way. So kid i believe in you you can do anything and you're gonna fly and do all the stuff and the sky is the limit for you here's hoping (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna be awesome all right guys until next time here's to living your best life hey guys if this show has blessed you the number one way you can help me is to click the five stars and tell me what you think over on apple podcast you can go to my website at stephaniepletka.com and subscribe or grab a copy of my book, Living Your Best Life, or even download the Audible for Moms on the Go. Are you in the Phoenix area? Tune into Faith Talk 1360 every Monday at 4 or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until then, here's to living your best life. <laughs>